Where do you start? I start with prayer. Last night I received a phone call from Helen Jared, and she was wishing me well, but she did more than that. Some of you know that while I was gone, she was in Wichita Falls Hospital having very, very serious intestinal surgery, very serious. And she was praying for me before she went into her surgery. I was on her mind. This morning I got a prayer that said, uh, I'm glad you're, you're feeling better. Now go and do what you were born to do. I've never had it put to me that way. I never realized, and yet I do now, that this is what I was born to do 73 years ago tomorrow. I never thought of it that way. When Bill was nice enough to let me stay out there at his place for a few nights, I didn't know he was going to throw any yellow jackets with it. But uh, <laughs> And Jim and I were sitting on the tailgate visiting. I didn't have any idea that I would be doing what I was born to do. And right here with you. Prayer is so, so important. With you, with me, and with our situations. So many times we feel like I don't have time. Or I don't know how to pray. I, I, I don't get it. <clears throat> I don't know how to put my thoughts together. There's a lot of excuses why people don't pray. How about the ones when you start praying and then all of a sudden your thoughts drift off and you say, wait a minute, I thought I was praying. What happened here? And so you had to come back. Well, you know, the sign of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. Well, I've got to plead, uh, you know, insane because it's done it more than once. Like if I'm praying for someone, if I am praying for Brenda, then maybe a thought comes up that takes me a different direction. And I say, wait a minute, where was I? But we have these, these moments, but we're trying to, and we know, we know. I'm not using a stool, am I? Um, it's hard to sit still. But I know that, and that's one of the beauties that I have in life today, that I don't have any doubt that he's with me. When one of the nurses, before she left her shift, and she had a prayer with me. She said she had that feeling, that connection, and that things weren't happening just by accident, that she would be my nurse that day. The more we go to Him in those prayers, the more that we understand these are not accidents when it happens, that she, a Christian lady, was right there with me that day. Not accidents. A man wrote an article, uh, it was posted uh, on my cell phone, and uh, he had a family of five, 
wife, child, and then triplets. And they were flooded. They had to get out of their house. They're five. And they got whatever they could and got out. And then he went back to help other people. And then he was very, very upset when he read this blog from someone that is definitely not a believer. And in this blog, it said that, hey, dummy, it wasn't God that rescued you. It was the National Guard that rescued you. It wasn't God that rescued you, but it was the helicopter that rescued you. It was not God that rescued you. It was the neighbors that rescued you. And he said that he knew who was behind each one of those. He knew that each one of those were sent by God. And the individual that was writing that article was saying, hey, you didn't care back further. Yes, first responders were there, but who sent the first responders? Who put you on the heart? Who put you... Who put rescue on the hearts of so many volunteers? There were more volunteers out there, and probably still is, than there were law enforcement officers or those that were paid to be there. They were everywhere. You saw them bringing their little boats or big boats and trying to get them out of there. They were carrying on piggyback. And the true, true meaning of love was demonstrated time after time, and it still is. Some people went down there, and I'm thinking of two young men that went down there. One is in their late 20s. That one may be in his early 30s, and they took their boat down there, and in going across that body of water, they hit something, and they believe it was a bridge, and those two individuals were missing. They loaded up and went down to help others. And they lost their life helping others. There was a police officer that went down in a lower spot trying to get to their station and he was washed away. So there's a lot of good folks that are down there helping others at their own risk. Don't try to tell me that God isn't there. Don't try to tell me God doesn't care. Don't tell me that out of something that's a disaster that God's love doesn't shine. The last time I saw this kind of love in the United States was 9-11-01. That was the last time. I'm going to carry it back a step further. For I know I'm not the only one. Has anyone in here, and I will accept hands, prayed for our healing to our country? Has anybody? Has anybody prayed for that? We talk about it. What a mess this country in. What hate, what anger. How can they say this about somebody they don't even know? How can they do that? And yet, I feel like God has intervened through a very negative way, just like 9-11. God is making something good out of something bad. For when those boats pull up, they don't care what the color of the skin is. And those that are receiving that boat that will take them to safety, they don't care about the color of the guy riding boats. You think they're going to ask them there, let me see your card and see 
which race or nationality. All of that. When you go into these shelters, white, blacks, red, green, purple, they're all in there together and nobody cares. There's love. They're taking care of each other. If someone has a couple of little children and they have a little baby and the baby is crying and the mother needs to be helping somebody else, they hop in there. They take it. There is such an outpouring of love. And I do not feel like that is an accident. No, I do not think God sent the hurricane to do the damage because He says He loves us and He's not going to hurt us. He's not going to do things to hurt us in life. But He is going to give us and bless us with love and compassion for others. That's what He gives to us. Those two young men that are missing. How about those helicopter pilots each time they go out? There is a risk involved in that. And I saw young and old people in boats. Some of them, like I said, like a two-seater or something like that. But they were helping somebody. They could not stay at home. My brother and his wife lost their house. The neighbor came across the street, a young man, and holding basically my sister-in-law. She had a life jacket on, but he was holding her because she's so short and the water was so high. Even with that life jacket on, she wasn't able to touch the. And she was panicking. And he came over to my brother's house, and my brother, 78, no spring chick, and they're walking away with water from their waist to the chest when they step down at times. That guy came over, and he helped them get into his house, which was dry. The second story was. And then he went back several times. He risked it again to go back and get the belongings of my brother and my sister-in-law. That's just one story. That's one that impacts me. But there are those stories that go on and on and on and on. So when we say, God, we need healing, this is an excellent time for each and every one of us to pull together in dry land, Quanta, Texas, in the same way they're pulling together down there on the Gulf Coast from Texas to Louisiana, to understand we are all God's children. We all have something very much in common, and that's the Creator. And if we will start with that, there will be less arguments here and in that, that cesspool of Washington, D.C., people can actually sit down and communicate. Now, that's different than talking. They can communicate. That means they understand each other. That cesspool needs to learn from those down there on the river. This one guy that I told you about that had family of... Uh, well, there's six, mom, dad, one child, and the triplets, six of them. His article was, see, he, he, he wasn't born here. He moved here, and then this hit, and the title of his article was, Me, I'm going to Texas, and the rest of you can go to hell. 
Those of you that remember history know Davy Crockett told them the same thing before he came here. But I'm going to Texas. And everyone talks about Texas and how Texans take care of Texans. Today is Labor Day, and I haven't forgotten. I am thinking of those that will be responsible for putting it together. we reminded of the ones that work in the factories. But think about the truck drivers. Try to get to, across 287 except at a light and see the truck drivers. They keep this economy going up and down. Think of the carpenters, the plumbers, and how much in need they're going to be. Sheetrock is going to have to come off. They're going back to the studs, and maybe even the studs are going to have to be replaced. But we have people, but not nearly enough, that have the skill to go in there and do the job. The plumbers, uh, all of them. You know, these people we need to be more appreciative of. I went over to uh, Phoenix, and I went through a little town and had a meal there. This was 20, 30 years ago. I don't know. But this town was just, just, just booming. And somebody said, if you can, if you can uh, do some plumbing or if you can wire a house, you'll have a job here that will keep you busy from now on because they couldn't keep up with it. Well, that's the way it's going to be down there in the uh, Gulf area, not just Houston. They're going to need those that have those skills. When I have a need like that, I pick up the phone and call. Hey, I need somebody to do the plumbing. I need somebody, you know. They're going to be in such demand, and we all are indebted to them. All of us are. So this is a day that we stop and say thank you that work with our hands. Those that have those skills that I certainly don't have and most of us don't. And I'd be remiss if we didn't think of first responders. Who's the first one there when the call comes in? First responders. And it doesn't make any difference, Houston or Inquana. Those first responders are such a blessing to us. And too many times we just take it for granted. Well, I hope this this day that you don't take so much of it for granted. When you go in there in your house and you turn on the water, be thankful for it. When you go in there and throw a light switch, be thankful for it. When the temperature drops or when it rises and you've got that air condition, don't take it for granted. Let's be appreciative of those in our community and in our lives that make these things possible. And let's never forget the Creator Himself. Never. That one I feel sorry for that was saying it was the helicopter, not God. I feel sorry for him. He needs prayers. And sometimes there's a jolt in life that brings those types of individuals around to God. But on the flip side, 
I am so thankful for God and God putting in the hearts of hundreds of thousands that understand that this gift came to them by someone that may have had a boat, but it came to them by way of God. You know, when uh, Jesus was with his disciples, they never, never asked, Jesus, would you teach us how to walk on water? Jesus, would you teach us how to heal the blind? Jesus, would you teach us how to heal the leper? The only time they asked for instructions, Jesus, will you teach us to pray? Jesus, will you teach us to pray? And throughout his ministry, he did that. He did it from those that had passed away. He did it at mealtime. He went up on the mountaintops more than once, and the word tells us all night long praying. Well, if the creator of the universe needs to pray, I think we ought to take the hint. And he doesn't care how eloquent it is. Doesn't care how pretty it is. He knows your heart. He doesn't care if it's run-on sentences. You don't have to worry about that like you did in your classes in school. He wants to know from your heart, and he wants you to pray for anything and everything. Anything. There's nothing you can't pray for. If you have a bad habit, chewing your fingernails. My buddy's chewing his fingernails out of there. If you have a bad habit of any kind, ask God to help you with it. Anything. There's a family that they did not have enough food. They were out. It's a bad month. True story. They paid their bills, but there was nothing left for the rest of the month. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I have. Nothing left for the rest of the month. And so the husband and wife prayed. They had nothing they could sell. It was, they had lunch, but there was nothing left for dinner. They had children. So they prayed. The guy was a farmer, and he went back and got on his tractor. Short time thereafter, there was a knock on the door, and it was a neighbor. And this family that was praying had a dairy. And the guy says, I am tilling my soil for a garden, and I found out I don't have any fertilizer. May I buy fertilizer, manure from you for my garden? Shortly after the prayer. Well, he not only said yes, but he says come back because there's plenty more where that came from. Accident? Well, I'll let you answer that question. But that guy paid cash, and they were having, able, as a family, to have a full meal. You decide for yourself if these are accidents or if these are God's messages to you. That I live in you, I live for you, and I always will. During sickness, 
during hell, during times of death. I am with you. But do not forget me in the good times. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful. We are grateful for what we have. Right here in Quanah, Texas, we have a bed, uh, dry bed, living room. We don't have to wade out waist deep in water. But dear Lord, let us wade in the love of Jesus Christ that it just totally covers us up. That the armor of God is around us and we are a witness. That our eyes light up, others can see Christ in us. That through that witness, somebody's life is changed. Somebody's life is a little richer. I know as being a recipient of those prayers, dear Lord, how much stronger I am. So it doesn't have to be a prayer for a non-believer. All of us believers need those Prayers and the strength that it comes from them. A personal note, Lord, thank you for each person that's here. Thank you for all of those that have prayed for me. I know your presence in every phone call.